Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast, where we bring you fantasy football the fun way. So, um, my name is Noah Downs. I'm your co-host. I'm here with Luke Bisson, who's my other co-host. And as I always say, how you doing, Luke? I'm fantastic. It's a wonderful evening, and I have Battlefield 1 waiting for me upstairs when we finish up. Oh, so you've got a date tonight. With my controller. Mm, now, that's not as sexy when you say it like that. Like, <laughs> like honestly, uh, look, that's kind of sad. Like, you're married, you've got kids, and mm, it's just like, uh, I got a date with my yeah. controller. Not, not, there is no bliss like playing video games at 11 o'clock at night while the kids are asleep and the wife is in bed. What if the kid wakes up and comes down and like watches you playing video games? Now, well, right now one is two and one is uh, three months, so I don't have to worry about that quite yet. That would be hilarious. Like the three-month-old like crawls down and is like, Daddy, I want to <laughs> blow up bitches. <laughs> if my three-month-old could crawl down our stairs without killing himself and and say those exact words to me, I, <laughs> I would stop playing video games forever. Forever. Oh, man. So we've, we've got an exciting show ahead of us tonight. We, we got to look at some some injuries from week six and uh, some of our favorite waiver ads for this week. Um, obviously, if you want to... Um, look at all our waiver ads. You can go to Redient.com, our buddies there, uh, at R-E-A-D-I-E-N-T.com. Uh, host all our written content, most of which is prepared by Luke. In fact, all of which is prepared by Luke. Um, really, all I do is I just make sure this thing keeps running. Um, <laughs> hey, that's the best part. I know. So uh, you can go to Redient.com and see our waiver ads. Also at Redient.com, you can see um, our Week 7 rankings, which you'll need for setting your lineups and whatnot. Um, uh, in addition, on this podcast, we're going to talk about some of our preseason busts and sleepers. Where are they now? And then we're going to look at some fantasy playoff matchups and tell you a couple of players to add if you're, say, sitting at 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh or something like that, and you're looking to... Looking towards the postseason, it's about that time that you make some postseason addition ads, um, and then we'll go on a couple dynasty trades because you know we don't want to neglect our dynasty listeners. Um, some, uh, for instance, I'm in a dynasty league where I am going to get the 101 because I am 0 and 5. <laughs> but there is nothing. That, that's that's the good thing about dynasty leagues, though. We, even when you lose, you win. I know, unless you lose, unless like you're three and three. Yeah, oh yeah. If you, if you're in the middle, sell your pieces so that you can start to go. I mean, I am. If if you have players on your roster, you, you always play your best players. But the best thing to do is sell your players so they're no longer on your roster. Well, the problem is, like, I'm I'm sell like I, I in that league I'm 0 and 5. I actually have a really good team. Um, well, this year is just bizarre. Between the injuries and just the people not performing, like your your Allen Robinsons, your Todd Gurley's, uh, your 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 Nukes, uh, those guys just aren't performing. I mean, that's that's basically the death knell for most of my dynasty leagues right now as well. So right, right now, um, Will Fuller and Zeke Elliott are threatening every single week to uh, make my team win where I needed to lose. So, no. anyways, let's 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 go ahead and hop straight into it. So, uh. Some of our some injuries that we need to discuss. Um, uh, what do you have in mind? I've got a few off the top of my head that I think are kind of important. 
All right, well, I got five of note, two of which come from the same backfield. Uh, so we'll start. How about we start with uh, Green Bay's backfield? Oh, I was hoping you'd, you'd speak those wonderful words to me. <laughs> so, um, in case you've been living under a rock for the last 48 hours, that's fine. I hear that that's a good place to be this time of year. Um, but Green Bay has some backfield issues right now because James Starks is out for four weeks, and news mm-hmm. just broke that uh, Eddie Lacy is also going to be out for four weeks. So that's a problem because James Starks and Eddie Lacy are about all you got in that backfield right now. Absolutely. Uh, so the, the Pats uh, promoted a practice squad player who I lit- I have no idea what his name is. I, I think his name is actually Don Johnson. I don't actually know what it is. Um, but <laughs> look that up for me, Luke. Um, but this morning the Pats traded for... Uh, Niall Davis for a conditional pick. And it, you might remember Niall Davis as that player that if you had Jamal Charles, you had to own Niall Davis. Now, he got buried. He was the fourth running back on the Chiefs' depth chart after the emergence of Spencer Ware and Sharknado West. Um, but Niall Davis suddenly is thrust into a significant role again in Green Bay because at, at running back they have Niall Davis... Don Johnson, Randall Cobb, and Ty Montgomery. Now, you might be scratching your head and saying, wait, hold on, I thought those last two were receivers. And to which I respond, yes, they are. And that should tell you how much Niall Davis is in, is in integral to that uh, that attack right now. So, As a matter of fact, last week, Cobb was in, you know, I mean, he... <laughs> Everyone knew that he could be seeing snaps at running back. <laughs> but then Ty Montgomery got three carries at running back. So that was Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the, the secret is out last week. Uh, you know, Lacey had that high ankle sprain last week, and now the report's saying that it's more than just an ankle sprain. And, uh, you know, that he will be out for multiple weeks at this point. Uh, this Thursday, we figured was going to be a, a wash anyways because, you know, it's TNF. But um, actually, you know what? It's so funny. I'm, I'm actually on Packers.com right now on their depth chart, and it just shows Lacey Starks and then Davis. There is no... Uh, you know, there's there's Ripkowski, their fullback, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, we need to find out who who that uh, practice squad promotion was, because that did happen. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, so basically, folks, Nile Davis is going to be a starting running back in the NFL again, and yes, he has become terrible, but he's starting running back in the NFL, which means he's mm-hmm. worth at least flex consideration at this point. Um, I think he needs to be owned in all leagues, right, at this point. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, he came – this news broke post the uh, the waiver wire paper. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, uh, that he is definitely – Don Jackson is the guy that they brought up, by the way, Don, Don Jackson. Ja- I knew it was like Don Johnson or something like that. <laughs> Don Johnson. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, let's play a quick name game. Uh, Niall, in terms of starting this week, Niall Davis or Jaquiz Rogers? Uh, we see, the thing, though, is this. Uh, um, uh, Doug Martin is uh, supposed to be back this week. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But he's supposed to be back this week. So, I mean, I would obviously go with uh, um, uh, Davis. All right. Niall Davis or uh, Dwayne Washington? Mm, Davis. I, uh, the first thing. Spencer Ware. <laughs> okay. 
Spencer Ware by a mile, country mile. Are you sure? Because Jamal Charles could see an increased share of that backfield. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Nile Davis I, or Justin Forsett? Uh, back to Davis only because, you know, I mean, until until Detroit figures out what they're going to do between Dwayne and Forsett, I, I don't want any part of them. Nile Davis or any Ravens running back? I would take... Man, it, it really depends. I, w- I would want on value purposes Dixon over him because I feel like Dixon end of year is going to be better than uh, what Davis is. Because, I mean, Davis is shelf life. Yeah, but I'm talking specifically for this week. For this week. Uh, Davis, I don't like West. Now, last one. Nile Davis or any Giants running back? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I know, and I actually have to make this choice in the league, so thanks. <laughs> oh. So I, 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 I see what's going on here. That makes perfect sense. All right, so it's the Giants the this listeners. week are playing L.A. Yeah. Um, Man, Jennings against L.A. is not bad if Jennings is healthy. If you know. Jennings is healthy. You know, it's a big F. Whereas Green Bay has Chicago. Yeah. Man, therein lies the rub. Now, we do know that uh, the nice thing about Nile Davis is that he can catch out of the backfield. Yeah. And that may play well uh, in that type of offense. I'm going to go Davis. I knew it. All right. And, okay, so I lied. One more. Nile Davis or J.H.I.E.? Uh, Miami is going up against Buffalo. Davis. Yeah, that's what I thought too. All right, so yeah, that that's that's basically Davis is going to be a starter over a lot of backfields this week, um, and so you should add him. And if you don't, if if for some reason your waivers run and you didn't add him and nobody else added him, drop somebody. Drop right, just, and drop, just drop your kicker until you can make a better decision. Well, this that, that's that's you know pump on the brakes a little bit though. Let's keep in mind that he is a four week lease. Yeah, but if, at you're, most. if you're sitting there at um, two and three or uh, right, no way. Yeah, if he's out there and you can use him, back in the playoffs. yeah, yeah. If you, if you can use him, go get him. But it, it, don't grab him now, thinking that when, you know when the playoffs get here, he's you're gonna ride him to a championship. Yeah. His shelf life could be very easily those four weeks, and then you 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 shake his hand, you thank him kindly, and you send him back to the waiver pool. Kind you of know, like I mean. Anyways, um, yeah. so <laughs> absolutely. That was terrible. I apologize for that joke. Officially, I apologize for that joke. So let's let's look at some waiver wire ads. Um, this is a good podcast so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm gonna pick one quarterback to talk about in terms of waiver wire ads. I would say, you know what? Considering you've got some notable um, uh, quarterbacks out, the most notable being Cam Newton this week. I think that uh, uh, Brian Hoyer is a good ad this week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's going to be good. I, I like him against Green Bay's um, uh, defense. Uh, if you look and see what it just the only thing you may have to be concerned with when it comes to Hoyer um, is a Green Bay defense that is going to uh, shove it down their throats because. They got spanked at home last week by Dallas. 
Dallas, but that's true. Uh, so you may have you you may have you know between it's it's a inner division fight. You know you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have something. There's something worth playing for at that point. And you know I honestly I expect there to be a pretty good game out of it as long as Chicago can keep up. Yeah, I would. Um, all right. So moving on to running back. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you have another quarterback, you are dying to talk about. No, no. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you, by the way, if you have Big Ben, um, go check out our quarterbacks. Um, actually, you know what? I have another quarterback I want to talk about. <laughs> Marcus Mariota. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's well, got back-to-back back thirty plus point weeks. Yes. Absolutely. The only reason he's not on this list is because I have those fifty percent. I need to follow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Um, Otherwise, he would be. Yeah, if Mariota's um, unowned in your league, go ahead and grab him. Yeah, if you want a guy off of my list that I would say for a one-week filler until Roethlisberger potentially comes back, Alex Smith has New Orleans this week. Yeah, but you're going to need somebody for two weeks because Big Ben then goes into a bye week. Well, fair enough, but I'm, sh- I'm sure that if that was the case, you already would have... Uh, had that kind of considered. So, I mean, true. Yeah. So, we'll, uh, we'll have to see. But, yeah, so, I mean, looking at it, though, this week, Alex Smith would be my guy just because, I mean, yeah, play all uh, all catching running backs, all wide receivers, and Alex Smith because he may actually <laughs> throw the ball this week. What? That's crazy. I um, know. Speaking of, yeah. but uh, So, moving on to running back, I'm going to disagree with you. Um, okay. If James White is unowned in your league, you are going to take him and you are going mm-hmm. to add him and you're going to start him because Tom Brady likes him some James White. That's fair. Yeah. Um, it, this week, I absolutely, I, I, I guess, I guess I, when I put it on there as being a bust, uh, I should have been more forward saying that it was for like in the near future. James White this week itself should be fine. You know, he has seen more time on the field than LeGarrette and he is going against Pittsburgh, which, I mean, Pittsburgh's kind of middle of the road on defense right now. So uh, he should be fine this week. But as you go forward after this week, you have Buffalo, then they have a bye, and then they have Seattle. Oh, that's horrible. And by the time that's done, you know, you're going to have Deion Lewis in the mix. That's true. Uh, do you think that they're going to throw Deion Lewis in full speed? They're going to have to because there's a lot of running backs coming out next year and they need to know what they have in them post-injury. That's a good point. A post, like, triple injury. Like, that that dude cannot stay healthy. Right. But we but we know New England is good for putting out guys, seeing what they have in them, and then if they don't have anything, giving them their walking papers. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you have another running back that you want to talk about? We briefly mentioned JHI earlier. Uh, no, I'm good. Jai this week, you know, I, I'm good. Uh, Booker is looking better. Booker is getting more carries. And they said uh, that they're yeah. going to give him even more carries than he got. Right. So, and I mean, if you remember last year, uh, Hillman uh, had a pretty significant role towards the end of the season. He was actually uh, at the end of the season 13 points higher, 13 fantasy points higher in PPR than C.J. Anderson. So you may see where that kind of happens over time, which would show for a second year in a row that C.J. Anderson is not good going down, you know, as they get farther into the season. I would say that C.J. Anderson is a sell high. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because right now I feel like you can get a, um, a wide receiver one or a high wide receiver two for him. Mm-hmm. Or a running back one or a high receiver um, two for him. 
in almost any um, dice league that I took Booker in, I am getting offers for him now from what I consider to be the Sharks in the uh, in the uh, specific leagues. Yeah, and I'm about to start sending some of those. Um, uh, yeah, so um, I would say, what is what is a trade you can envision going down for um, C.J. Anderson that would leave you pretty much the same production? Oh, C.J. Anderson, my goodness. Okay, right now, if I'm trying to acquire C.J. Anderson or if I'm trying to sell him? If you're trying to acquire, uh, sell him. Okay, if I'm trying to sell him, what I want is either an I'm going to try to go for a younger uh, a wide receiver and then a pick if it's Dynasty. Well, now, what is so, a redraft? Uh, uh, trading and redraft. It's See, tough. I, I'm hor- yeah, it, it, is, it is totally tough because C.J. Anderson uh, currently right now, let's see if I can pull it up real fast, uh, his play uh, has him at – he is uh, running – back 12 in ppr so he's he's running so one he's running back one so you can you know so and i would demand running back one you know return so you're looking at getting uh either uh, a running back that's lower than that so for example if you wanted to try to go and get in a guy get into a person that you feel is going to go higher i mean mark ingram's 23 Uh, i was thinking like a mark ingram or maybe a doug Right, or even if you believe in Matt Jones down the stretch, Matt Jones is 22, and then you could sit there and you could squeeze out a tight end because tight ends are very important. Uh, Jimmy Graham's uh, ninth overall, mm-hmm. surprisingly. You know, I mean, get a Jason Witten, and we'll, because Jason Witten's going to be very crucial in the play- playoff section. Hold when on, we get to that later. Talking, you can't preview. You can't <laughs> oh, over. man. Uh, sorry, sorry. So uh, let's, let's look at some uh, wide receiver love right now. Um, okay. I am going to agree with you on your wide receiver top ad. I, I think Cole Beasley has the love of Dak Prescott, although mm-hmm. Dak and Dallas in general are kind of on a bye week this week. If you are in a position where you need a wide receiver help, Cole Beasley is the man to give it to you. Mm. Yeah, Cole Beasley for me, uh, he... Yeah, it's funny because at first I was like, well, when Romo comes back and everything, uh, it's going to go away. But the more you hear at Dallas, the more it looks like they're just going to stick with it. I'm not going to bother going back to Grandpa. So. I know. That's so sad. Um, yeah, I, I saw a joke on uh, Facebook today of all the things. It was in, I think it was the Chris Harris page. And somebody said, uh, the only thing it said was Romo to Denver, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and I scoured the internet for like 20 minutes trying to figure out if this guy had a scoop or not. And then all of a sudden I went back to the page and of course, you know, this guy was like, ha ha. <laughs> Son of a... Um... But, but that type of trade is something that is plausible now because yeah. they don't need him. And... and Romo going to a place like Denver would be perfect because he's better than what they have currently as far as like uh, in their in their level of play and he's only there as a band-aid kind of like what Josh McCollum was supposed to be in Cleveland. Now let me tell you, you know, if you follow those same those same rules of he's uh he he would be better than what they have and he would be a good band-aid, you could see Romo mm-hmm. going to the your Cleveland Browns. No, I, I absolutely could, um, and That's I the most would. Browns thing in the world. 
It totally would because he he would take practice naps, um, uh, and the first game and and he would break three vertebrae. Yeah, and then they would put in Terrell Pryor. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think Cole Beasley is a great option um, at, at waiver, uh, and I think that he's a, he gets a little bit of a boost in PPR. Remember when Cole Beasley had like a giant mane, like. He had really long blonde hair, and then he just like recently <laughs> shaved it. Yep. Yeah. He is he is the anti Samson. God, that guy's so weird. <laughs> Anyways, I, I like short haired Cole Beasley. Um, <laughs> yep. that, we should make T-shirts. Short haired Cole Beasley. Um, <laughs> free the fro. <laughs> free the fro. Um, what did what did he have? What did he have? Was it was more like a wave? Uh, it, it was, was more like, like it was just like a the surfer, sport. like long blonde surfer haircut. Oh, God. there's a term like out there. Total stone, like total pothead. Go <laughs> get his hacky sack. I know. Now instead of a hacky sack, he actually catches a football. Anyways, moving on to tight end. <laughs> um, uh, tight end. Let's see. I I think my top ad for tight end right now. If you, and keep in mind, I'm saying this. Um, in if if you need a tight end, you need some production immediately. I would add Jack Doyle because Dwayne Allen went down. And Jack Doyle had been diminishing, but as soon as Dwayne Allen went down, Jack Doyle blew up. He didn't see a single target before Dwayne Allen went down. Um, But then it was his game. And I think that luck is going to pepper Doyle because he's going to need those dump-offs, and Doyle's going to be in there for blocking as well. Right, and the nice thing about taking Doyle, um, uh, taking on Doyle, is that when Dwayne Allen comes back from his ankle issue, uh, by that point, you know, Luck and Doyle could have this awesome chemistry going on that uh, Allen just can't get into, and then it's all of a sudden it's basically Fleener and Allen again where, you know, Doyle is getting most of the targets. Yeah, and it'll be like that awkward high school love triangle where, like, <laughs> like Timmy went off to Europe for a week, and then all of a sudden Susan's fallen in love with Jimmy. And then it's Jimmy, Timmy, and Susan. And anyways, um, sorry, I had a weird childhood. Um, so, uh, so yeah, folks, if you want to look at the rest of the waiver options, obviously this is gonna be running. This podcast will be running on Wednesday, so there's a chance that your waiver hasn't run. Um, but there's also a chance that if your waiver has run, some of these guys are available. You can check it out, as we said before, on Radiant.com. Um, our wonderful folks there will be tweeting it out. You can follow them at Radiant, at R-E-A-D-I-E-N-T. So, uh, moving on to the next thing, Luke. Um, let's talk about some, quickly blow through some preseason busts and sleepers. Where are they now? All right. First, I want to do the busts, okay? All right. This is the list of busts that I had uh, before the season started that I expected. First of all, uh, obvious one. Ronnie Hillman. Okay, that was a, uh, a softball toss. Yeah. Uh, next one is Ben Watson. We will not know because in August he tore his ACL. Ooh. Um, then you've got Matt Forte, which uh, in the first two weeks made it look like, you know, I was wrong. But ever since then, his carries have been dwindling. Bilal Powell's have been picking up. Now they're at about a 60-40 share. And uh, I would actually, actually just to give you a heads up, Bilal Powell out-snapped Matt Forte this past week. Yes. So you, the, the winds of change are coming, and I wish Kyrie Robinson would not have re-injured his broken leg because this is like would have been the perfect time for him to come in. Yeah. 
Uh, now, one that uh, I feel that uh, has proven me wrong is Matt Jones. Yeah, especially after this past week. Yeah, he is currently running back 22 in PPR. Hail to the Redskins. <laughs> uh, next one was Justin Forsett, who was released, re-signed, released, and then signed by Detroit and is now in limbo. Yeah, that, that guy's like, should I stay or should I go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just get the paycheck, that's all I know. <laughs> uh, Derek McFadden, uh, who's on IR for an ACL tear, so meh. Uh, Jimmy Graham, who's proven me wrong, tight end yeah, nine. Yeah, proven me wrong, which is weird. I know. And, and then I did get one right, though. Richard Rodgers, tight end 37. Oh, God. Yeah. Not, not, not just, like, player 37, tight end 37. That's like, yeah, when you're that... Yeah, like there, it's participation there, medal style. There's tight ends that aren't actually, like, playing right now. Like, there are mm-hmm. teams that have more points than him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, another one was kind of obvious was Cody Latimer. Uh, you know, where's Waldo? Yeah. Uh, Doug Baldwin, I expected to have a little bit of a decrease. Now, he is lower than what he was last year, but he still is just on the cusp of wide receiver two numbers. He's wide receiver 25. Mm-hmm. And then Vincent Jackson was my last bust. And up until this point, I think it was. And as of today, he's on IR. So that's the end of Vincent Jackson. Yeah, that's his career probably, too. Yeah, I mean, he may stick around for another year, but I'm not sure what his contracts are exactly. But uh, in, in, Adam Humphreys is going to be even more integral now. You're going to see I'm, – I'm sure they're going to target Bray more. And obviously, if Doug Morton does return, you know, he'll be fine there. Yeah. Now, who are some, uh, on uh, to some sleepers, sleepers. That, that you had preseason? All right, so the three white, the three uh, quarterbacks that I had as sleepers were uh, Carr, Winston, and Stafford. All right. So uh, two, I, I, Two out of three ain't bad, as Meatloaf would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carr, Carr is QB, QB6, Winston is QB17, and Stafford is QB2. Yeah, which is surprising. That's, that's all Matt Jones right there. Marvin Jones right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, oh, yeah. that's bizarre. Uh, I will say, though, um, uh, Luke, I, I don't know if many of our listening audience, I'd say about half our listening audience would not get that Meatloaf reference because they're too young. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I, I don't think of myself as I don't think of myself as being too old, but 35, I guess. It's it's at the cusp. There's stuff going on You're there. Basically, the crypt keeper. <laughs> I bet, I bet they don't get that reference either. Anyway, they're, they're like they're like who? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, in running backs, uh, running backs, I had a uh, high Duke, uh, Derrick Henry, and T.J. Yeldon as my sleepers. Uh, the Derrick Henry experiment, for at least for this year, with the way that DeMarco Murray is running, Nailed. is dead. It's He's RB60. Uh, Yeldon is RB32, and it looks like uh, Chris Ivory will be taking over uh, a more commanding role, so I think that's also dead. Uh, Duke, you know, shares time with Isaiah Crowell. Crowell seems Killing to be him. the guy. He is RB28, uh, but Carlos Hyde... He saved the day for me. He is RB six right now. Now I will I will say I think that Duke and Yeldon are both good by lows in Dynasty. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I think that they're going to do stuff going forward. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Yeldon for me, <laughs> Yeldon for me, uh, he is still uh, one of my favorite running backs. I think that Chris Ivory is just you know kind of somebody who'll be around for a couple of seasons and everything. But I think that. 
Ivory coming in saves Yeldon from being uh, pushed out by a 2017 running back or a 2018 running back from the draft. Yeah. And you'll see him, you know, take over that in one to two seasons. And I also think that Yeldon has shown us that he can do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. Um, so more sleepers. More sleepers. Now we get into the uh, the wide receivers. I had Marvin Jones as one, uh, God, obviously. That, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> he is wide receiver seven right now. Um, it just, you know. I felt like it was right. I had Lockett expecting him to take the next step. He has not. He is wide receiver 84 right now. Wow. He's droppable. Yes. And and redraft, absolutely. And dynasty, you hold on to him. Uh, Kevin White, man, Mr. IR, wide receiver 92. Uh, Richard Matthews was a guy that I expected to be um, a a sleeper, you know, but kind of like a deeper sleeper. And he is – he's not doing bad. He's a wide receiver 48 right now, and he's climbing because the last two weeks he's put up at least 15 points per week. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're starting to throw him the ball finally. Yeah. And then finally my guy was Jamison Crowder, who is a wide receiver three right now at wide receiver 35. So I will take that as uh, we're getting there. Yeah, that's a push for you. I like Jamie Crowder a lot. He's a good kid. Um, mm-hmm. And do you have tight ends? Oh, I do. I have three, and I was right on one of them. <laughs> hey. um, Zach Miller is my right one. He is uh, tight end four. Um, I expected Ebron to take a, a step up uh, from where he was, and he did not. As a matter of fact, he is now tight end 22. And I expected ASJ to do amazing things down in Tampa Bay, and now he's with the Jets, and he is tight end 46. Yeah, he's not very good. Um, but Ebron, I, I, don't, I, think, I think he's been hampered more by injury than anything. <laughs> so I, I think next year might be his breakout year. I'm going to keep hoping. I'm going to keep riding that Ebron train until the moment that it kills me. No. Well, for as much as they spent on him, he better turn into something because, I mean, it was a, it was a high first yeah, <laughs> for a tight end. Was. So, um, uh, folks, that was an interesting little analysis that Luke did for you. Uh, moving on, we have uh, Week 7 rankings that we're not going to discuss. Yep. Nope. Suck it, listeners. Anyways, but um, you can look at those on Radiant as well. They'll tweet those out. And if they haven't already, I think they did. So now, Luke, mm-hmm. tell tell me. Um, oh, it is out. It's beautiful too. When you're in fan and playing fantasy football, mm-hmm. after your first 13 weeks, before you lift up that trophy, there's about three weeks, maybe four weeks, if you're in a bad league, um, where mm-hmm. there's something going on. What are the what is that time called? Uh, that is usually my dark period where I uh, brewed in my room and put on Alanis Morissette music because I am out of the playoffs usually. Oh, yeah. For me, that's just known as the playoffs because, you know, (laughs) I'm a winner. Um, Uh (laughs) So, uh, wow, that was was dark. (laughs) Do you need to have a talk off air, buddy? Um, Anyways. No, I just saw something Elias Moore said in it today, and I thought it was apt. Oh, okay, I get you, I get you. <laughs> so um, we're looking at some fantasy playoffs, and Luke and I have some analysis on the number one ad from each position that you need for your dynasty playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Luke, who's our number one ad from quarterback? All right, well, a quarterback, first of all, let me preface each one with this. Uh, looking at the current defenses and everything, uh, the top five um, uh, teams 
that have like agreeable schedules for that time uh, is Tampa Bay, Dallas, Buffalo, the Giants, and Washington. So what you're telling me is that I need to start friend of the podcast, Tyrod Taylor. I, I, that would that would be your third best option, absolutely. Well, so that's our number one best option because he's friend of the podcast, Tyrod Taylor. That, that is very true. Right. However, if, if you have Dak, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> But uh, no, so what you're looking at, at least when it comes to the quarterback position, it's kind of hard to get guys off of waivers. Um, So instead, you may want to try to trade for a Dak Prescott or if, you know, wind comes out that rumors and get the start, grab him because they have the second, you know, most uh, 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 easiest schedule. Uh, They go against the Giants, Tampa Bay and Detroit. Say what? That's somebody you can actually probably get to. Right. You know, uh, Washington's going to be hard to get Cousins. Um, Eli Manning, even though he has the easiest schedule as far as defenses go, Eli Manning is up and down this year. Um, Don't know. You know, Tampa Bay has the number one, which means that if Jameis Winston can do, um, can play up to what we expect him to play and everything, he could be a um, uh, a winner for your team. You know, because, I mean, he's going to in one league where I'm currently in, in the seat for the playoffs, I have both Eli and Tyrod. Oh, good for you. Yeah, Tyrod. Okay, Tyrod's got Pitt, Cleveland, and Miami. Okay. And it's, a, it's a start two quarterback league. So. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Well, listen to how beautiful it is for Tampa Bay. Are you ready? Yeah. Week 14, New Orleans. Oh. <laughs> Week 15, Dallas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Week 16, New Orleans again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna add James Winston right now. Um, yeah, and and spoiler alert for ahead, um, they rank also in running back, wide receiver, and tight end. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about uh, running back then. Who's your number one ad? Um, in that one, it's Atlanta. Uh, as far as like, uh, then you have Tampa Bay, uh, Carolina, Washington. And the Jets. So with that list right there, my goal would try to be like if I could add Bilal Powell somewhere if he's still around. If you're in the shallower league, um, try to get him, you know, on the slide because they have San Francisco, Miami, and New and New England. Honestly, you to might f- be able to trade for Doug Martin right now. Yeah, if you could get Doug Martin, that would well obviously that's ideal. Um, you you could trade yeah. from. He's been out. So yeah, um, yeah, if you could, because and then you have Carolina, but you know Carolina, um. Uh, Jonathan Stewart's back, so yeah, yeah. And, but he he scored touchdowns already, so it's kind of kind of a moot point. A guy you may want to also target for Washington is uh, uh, Chris, Chris Thompson. Thompson. I love me some Chris Thompson. That kid's good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I I agree with all of that. Now tell me about some uh, top wide receivers. All right, well the My five guys. teams uh, is Buffalo, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Philly. And Atlanta right now, and you can also throw in Tampa Bay in there too because they were like percentage-wise, they were the exact same as Philly. So you want to edge Atlanta, that's fine. Uh, but Buffalo, you're looking at Robert Woods. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. Uh, if you want to go really deep, uh, I don't know, like hoping on a prayer, Greg Salas. Um, you're because they have Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Miami, which is a beautiful setup for uh, wide receivers to go. They against. have a they have a, a I think he's a rookie named Powell. That mm-hmm. if you're in a super deep league. 
Um, also, if you are looking to try to get a star-studded guy that uh, um, that may perform for you later down the road that's been kind of injured, uh, number two is Dallas. Try to go get Des Bryant on the cheap. Yeah. Uh, then obviously you have Tampa Bay, so Mike Evans. And Mike Evans is already having a top, I think, top three PPR wide receiver year. I mean, he's doing a great job. But you could um, go grab, grab Adam Humphreys. Well, yes, you could. Because, I mean, obviously now with uh, uh, Vincent Jackson out on IR, Humphreys is going to be the most reliable guy beyond that. Um, so, you know, and then also, once again, tight end, it's there. So go out and try to get Cameron Bright now too. But uh, other uh, tight end – go ahead. I was about to say good segue into tight ends. Go for it. Yeah, I do, I do what I can. Um, other, other, other tight ends, uh, Tampa Bay is number one. I think of Carolina, New Orleans. Uh, the obvious – theme right there is that it's the nfc south <laughs> and that just shows you how poor their defenses are which yeah. is surprising from you know uh talking about carolina because they were but, so good last year oh i know but yeah i mean like uh tampa bay is even bad against uh, uh tight ends because new orleans ranks on this list and they go against tampa bay twice with arizona who is a death knell in the middle oh shoot <laughs> yeah so so, you know, so, uh, yeah. So, and so anyways, to segue, as I said earlier about Jason Witten, Witten, Dallas is number four on this list. They have the Giants and they have Tampa Bay, which is obviously bad to some degree because, you know, New Orleans ranks higher. Yeah. That plays them twice. And then you also have Detroit to finish them up in your Super Bowl. So Jason Witten would be my target in this, if possible. Yeah, especially in tight end premium leagues. Um, mm. So... Wow. Well, that was extremely thorough. <laughs> hey, I also did, I also did kickers and defense because this is redraft, buddy. Oh wow. Well, are you gonna post those anywhere? I'm not gonna post them. What I'll do real quick is I'll just name them off, and we don't have to go through them. I mean, kickers are kickers and defenses are defenses. But you know, just throw it out there real quick. Kickers, it's gonna be Dallas is number one, Minnesota number two, Detroit is three, Carolina is four, and Buffalo is five. And then your defenses number one is Houston. Number two is Cincinnati. Number three is Buffalo. Number four is Tennessee. Huh. And number five is Seattle. Tennessee, that's out of place. Yep, they have. And what's funny is they're out of place because even more so, they have Denver, they have Kansas City, and they finish it up with Jacksonville. So that makes no sense to me, but that's what the numbers say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's move on. Let's wrap up this show with a couple of dynasty trades. So throw, throw us some dynasty trades and tell me what well, you got. I am going to do you one better tonight because you know what we're going to go over? What? We're going to go over dynasty trades that I've gotten in the past three days. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> All right. A 14 um, a team league. Uh, the only thing you need to know about the league besides it, you know, having normal numbers and stuff is that it's when it's dynasty, all these are dynasty. And this is a tight end premium league, uh, which really doesn't affect this. And it's IDP. I was offered Jordan Howard and Christine Michael. Okay. For LaShawn McCoy and Jamie Collins, who is a linebacker for new England. For those that do not yes. follow IDP. Um, are you contending? Uh, I am not. I would take that. Um, okay. I mean, I, I am not taking it uh, only because I feel that both Jordan Howard and Christine Michael are on teams that could be affected by the 2017 draft. Uh, uh, 
and I would rather wait for draft picks uh, for the, those players as opposed to taking on guys that I don't have much faith in long term. You know, and I could actually see that too. Yeah, good point. So that's the only reason I turned it down, but uh, value-wise, it didn't seem too bad. Um, I was offered. Elite, is that an elite that we are in together? No, no, no. Actually, wow. it's in a um, uh, it's in a weird league. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those um, leagues. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting league. Um, the name the name of the league can, continues to change, <laughs> which oh, okay. I have no no idea why. Uh, but uh, the next one is in a standard twelve. It's in, it's in a PPR league, twelve team. Uh, nothing really different about it or odd. It's a 2017 fourth rounder that I would be getting, and the person wanted Jack Doyle. This came in six hours ago, and I think we all know the reason why. What? No. Right. Yep. So, uh, and then my, my reply to them was with Alan down for um, uh, for a game or two. I would need more than that. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah. So you, you turned that down. This is kind of fun. Just reading off all these interesting trades. Yeah. Um, I, oh, here was one in our, uh, our listeners league. Oh yeah, do tell. I made a trade. I made. I actually made this trade with Dr. Mike this week, um, because it is a uh, super flex, and I needed, um, uh, I am uh, another uh, quarterback. I have and, four quarterbacks. You could have sent me one of those. Well, uh, what's funny is I actually it, he approached me. I did not have to uh, go out and look, <laughs> so it oh. worked out well. Um, but uh, I uh, received Sam Bradford, and I gave up Christine Michael. That's a good deal for you in that Superflex league. In a Superflex, yes. I mean, in a normal league, absolutely not. But in a Superflex, I feel that it was uh, good for both sides. Yeah. Uh, let's see what this proposal. Oh, that's a big one. So I was offered in one league that's a 12-teamer. Uh, Todd Gurley, my 2017 – I'm sorry. Todd Gurley, a 2017 third and a 2018 first-rounder. For my two um, uh, first rounders this upcoming year, I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, let's see, what did I end up doing? I took it. Yeah, I was about to say that's like that's like basically Todd's worth. Todd Gurley is worth two firsts. You're being offered a 2018 first, and what was that? A third or a fourth rounder? It was a third for uh, this year. So you're getting. Three firsts and a third for two firsts. Mm-hmm. No, nope, so. I agree. And uh, um, the next one was oh, he sent me a separate offer, which was the one I turned down. Where it was, it was uh, Todd Gurley and two thirds for my first and second. Oh, I'm glad you didn't take that because that's dumb. No, I yeah, I told him that was dumb. Um, and then I also got offered, and we'll do make this the last one because I see literally. These are all trades that I've. I'm on two days ago. Oh my and god! I have. I get about on on average in in the actual week during the season, I'll get three to five a day, mm-hmm. and these are just the ones that aren't complex at all. <laughs> that I'm reading <laughs> off. Um, but this one is uh, he offered me Kirk Cousins and a 2017 fourth rounder for Drew Brees. Um, I. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, I took it because um, I am completely selling that team. Okay. 
Um, I am in complete. Like, I, I have four first. So you, you essentially you got you took it for the pick. Yes, I have four for. Well, I, I also took it because um, if Kirk Cousins is there next year, I can move him again to get something else because I also have Andrew Luck in that league. Oh, good. So basically, for me, I mean, in, in that league, I now have four first, five seconds just for next year, and then I've also started building on to 2018 because even though 2018 is a step down from uh, what you have coming out in 2017 as far as draft stock and quality. Oh, way above, way above. If this year was like a five and 2017 is 10, if you're using those, you know, it's like an eight and a half. Wow. For 2018. So it's still up there. It's just not up to that caliber. Um, And then finally, before we go, I just want to say uh, go Indians. Uh, They lost today five to one and they have to start their rookie Ryan Merritt at pitcher pitcher tomorrow uh, for uh, uh, game five. But if they can get past that game and they can take it, or if they even have to wait to game six when they come back home, they are in the world series and you are going to see the Cavs and the Indians win um, uh, their respective sports in the same you know, year. You will see uh, if if you too believe in hashtag believe land, um, <laughs> just like Luke does, make sure you tweet at him. You can tweet at him. Uh, his Twitter is at intentional underscore G. Just tweet, I believe, Luke, at <laughs> hashtag believe land. Um, and you can also follow him there as well for fantasy football advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me. I am at GroundingFF. Or you can follow our partners at Redient, R-E-A-D-I-E-N-T. Um, follow, find all our written content on Redient.com. Our uh, podcast, you know, we publish as many times a week as we can. Um, our, I would like to thank our apparel sponsor, Savage. Go check them out at SavageUltimate.com and listen for an interesting deal after our musical break. If you have any questions, email us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? Intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. Excellent. So um, you are a wonderful listening audience, and Luke and I are now going to go to bed. Uh, no, well, I'm going to go play video games. You can I'm, go to bed. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and if you want to write me, instead of saying, um, uh, I believe, say, I want to believe, and we can talk some X-Files. That'd be cool. Exactly. You weirdo. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you, folks. You're a wonderful audience. All right. Have a good night, guys. Hey, guys. This is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, This company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their brand and merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, With both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf. Uh, dodgeball, Quidditch, and and, and some more, Uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, 
they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you know that you're listening to, uh, there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon. So don't forget, Wookie TD saves you 50% off at www.savageultimate.com. Go check it out today. <laughs>